Hello there. Once again, welcome to Talk and Fight and another episode on the Olympics upcoming in Tokyo. Uh, I heard on several sports reports last night that uh, one was with respect to hockey and another uh, another sport, but they're very confident that the Olympics are going to take place in Tokyo and uh, looking forward to it. So what did you find out for us today, Christian? I'm curious to know what's uh, going on well, in the world great, of boxing. Yes. You just scared the hell out of me just now because uh, when you said, oh, several different things were happening last night, I was, what did I miss? What did, <laughs> what did I miss? What, what did I not see uh, here? Well, because as you know, I get up in the mornings and I scan the day's headlines looking for stories related to the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo, yeah. uh, as well as just you know amateur boxing in general. And yeah. I was almost relieved this morning to tell you that there have been no major upsets, cancellations, rule, date, venue, or <laughs> personnel changes with regards to Tokyo 2020, uh, which allowed me to do a little bit more digging on what we were talking about yesterday regarding our friends in Nigeria. Yes. Uh, more specifically, the lack of Nigerian fighters at last year's Olympic African qualifier. Yes. So, so I came across an article uh, that was written last March. So almost a year ago now, uh, in which the president of Niger the Nigerian Boxing Board of Control, Dr. Rafiu Ladipo, uh, wasn't too happy with the Nigerian Boxing Federation for failing to present any boxers at the qualifying tournament for the Olympics, uh, which took place, as you know, in Dakar, Senegal last year. Uh, Ladipo said that the non-participation of Nigerian boxers at the 2020 Olympics uh, would have an adverse effect on their careers as amateur boxers. So apparently what happened was that the Ministry of Youth and Sports Development reportedly refused to release the funds for the Dakar trip because the Boxing Federation, quote unquote, could not justify their participation in the qualifiers. It's kind of their whole point. Um, of this, uh, Ladipo said, if, if you don't go to the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games, how do you become a professional boxer? I'm worried that our amateur boxers are not given the opportunity to qualify for the Olympics. Uh, he went on to say, uh, sorry, that the boxers would not be happy and that it's going to make them, it's not going to make them any stronger for any longer. And that he just prayed that something can be done to reduce their pains because all of them have trained and sweated so hard. Now, according to Ladipo, for the same situation not to repeat itself in the future, the Nigerian uh, Boxing Federation must plan ahead and carry the sports ministry with them in their plans moving forward. Uh, what he actually said was, the Nigerian Boxing Federation must work in tandem with the sports ministry to see that, that, that which was missing should be prevented. So this is prevented in future. So that our boxers can go forward to the Olympics in the nearest future. The Olympics only take place every four years and this would be a setback in their careers. So they must do everything possible to see that uh, we feature in future Olympics. Now, remember, this was written a year ago at a point where they still had Paris to look forward to and a world qualifier. And even at that stage, there were uh, fighters in Nigeria who were offering to fight for other countries if it was going to guarantee them a spot in a qualifier. Obviously, that didn't happen, isn't going to happen now. Uh, we spoke a little bit yesterday about uh, head coach uh, Kony Gawachi. Uh, and that he's now kind of moved his focus away from the Olympics and now focusing on the Commonwealth Games uh, set for Birmingham, uh, England in 2022. And at this point, he's just trying to keep his fighters from uh, going pro. Uh, but at this point, I'm not sure really even what we're going to be able to expect from Birmingham 2022. Uh, following suit from the IOC, a special task force is now being established to oversee the boxing tournament at the Commonwealth Games next year. 
uh, much like the Olympics, uh, boxing is a core sport of the Commonwealth Games and is featured in every edition of that since the first British Empire Games, which were held just down the road in Hamilton, Ontario, back in 1930. So this brings us to the International Boxing Association, or the AIBA, which was founded in 1946 and has helped organize that tournament since the 1950s when it was held in Auckland, uh, New Zealand. But following its suspension by the International Olympic Committee, because of claims of mismanagement as well as corruption. Uh, that was back in June 2019. We've mentioned a couple of times on this. There were doubts over whether or not they have the authority to be in charge of the event happening in Birmingham. So the Commonwealth Games Federation is currently investigating who should be overseeing uh, boxing at Birmingham 2022. Uh, that's going to include the entire qualifying system, the appointment of referees and judges. So a lot to be done there. Uh, the International Boxing Association did recently uh, elect a new president, Rush, uh, Russian Umar Kremlev, uh, that was in December, who has made it his goal that the organization be restored to the governing body for Olympic boxing. Uh, the IOC, however, though, has criticized uh, the IB for the slow pace and claimed that it had even though they've claimed they've initiated global reforms to make the AIBA fully compliant with the highest levels of Olympic standards. Kremlev himself is actually currently in Serbia uh, in talks with the government there regarding the upcoming men's world championships that are happening in Belgrade. Uh, I believe that's in November. So there you kind of have it, Graham. It's kind of been bureaucracy from one end to the other has really what's done in the Nigerians, at least, uh, in this particular uh, level with uh, the government not uh, not releasing funds for them to go. And then with the cancellation of Paris, it just it was the last nail in the coffin. Now we get no Nigerian fighters first time since 1960. <laughs> and now the Commonwealth Games are, are up in the air as to how that's going to be uh, carried out. So at least hopefully we're at an end of major rule changes and things like that for the Olympics. And now they're just going to start screwing with the Commonwealth Games for next year. And hopefully this will be Tokyo will be a roadmap for how they can carry out something like this safely and effectively. But uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Then I am going to entertain you on a lighter note, completely oh, non-boxing related. And for all the oh. viewers out there, this just is a little bit of a segue. That's all. I was curious to know what other sports organizations were doing and what i came across was the new sports that were added to the tokyo program i would never have guessed this in a million years one of them being sport climbing as in rock climbing and i'm not have you never seen have you never seen these guys never oh my god no. is worth a google it's it's absolutely it's unbelievable these guys go vertically faster than you they'll go vertically 100 <laughs> meters faster than you can run it it's, it's absolutely so, it's zany to watch these guys go up a wall okay so yeah so you know more than i do speed climbing worth it worth ordering, the googling lead climbing okay the other one uh that surprised me but thought it might be a long time coming surfing i didn't realize uh surfing had taken you know we, we commented about women's boxing finally being part of the olympics in 2012 but you know not that i didn't realize surfing what but i just thought wow of all the uh sports out there you know surfing would be uh could have been considered a lot earlier anyway so sir and the other one skateboarding skateboarding, skateboarding i heard about that i knew about yeah so so anyways those those were the so I'm, i was curious about whether they're holding their qualifiers etc and uh it's a, it's a little hard uh, to find information on actual uh qualifiers 
did you know that uh, karate is also being considered uh, for the 2021 Tokyo Games? Well, I mean, there's already been several martial arts forms that have been involved in the games for a number of years. So that one doesn't really surprise me all that much. Surfing so is the only one that I think would be a little bit difficult because that's going to be that's going to be a little bit more reliant on having the geographical features that you oh, require. For that. I mean, absolutely. no big deal when they're held back in 2000 in Australia uh, or something like that. But what if, you know, Budapest gets the games? Hungary's a landlocked nation. I, I have to. Yeah, I have to wonder whether, you know, you know whether they're going to create an indoor pool with waves or do they end up having satellite satellite events on the coastline even though if you know again i'm using hungary as an example just because they are a landlocked nation you know so in budapest there's going to be somewhere you know on the mediterranean they're just going to go south you know how you'd have the surfing somewhere off of greece i just in in one foot wave action anyway so so i was just curious as to what other sports were doing with respect to qualifiers as hunting around to see how positive they were feeling about the Olympics. And uh, I got a sense that these other organizations uh, are moving forward with respect to uh, sending sending athletes. Yeah, sending athletes uh, to compete uh, in Tokyo. Well, the biggest issue for us in the boxing world here has been uh, again, that suspension of the uh, AIBA's rights to to organize this tournament. So it's been, you know, the, it's an ad hoc uh, task force that they've kind of thrown together. And I'm sure they've got, you know, the best that they can get their hands on. But these aren't people necessarily coming from the boxing world. Again, the, the head of the boxing task force is, the, is Japan's head of uh, gymnastics. So... <laughs> These oh and again, it, it, no, he's no, he's been involved in in Olympic games as well as national sport competitions for many, many years. So I mean, he's well adept when it comes to like the moving parts that are going to be involved in putting together a tournament. But he doesn't come from that world. So it's the fact that this is being kind of thrown together. I mean, because when they suspended this was 2019, they suspended this a year ahead of the games, or was supposed to be a year ahead of the games. So they kind of scrambled to put this together. Which brings us back to now the Commonwealth Games are looking to do the exact same thing. So hopefully this task force mm. for Tokyo is putting together some kind of playbook that they're going to be able to hand off to uh, the Commonwealth Games Federation, not that they're uh, associated uh, organizations necessarily. But hopefully they've at least laid down some framework whereby they're not starting from scratch on that uh, new task force. Because once again, who knows who's going to actually be in charge of that at the end of the day. We like to see ourselves as kind of being a very important part of the games that we've been involved since the very beginning. We've, you know, this, that, and the other. But we are one sport in a multidisciplined, uh, you know, well, in this case, an Olympiad and the Commonwealth Games down the, down the road. So we're not necessarily held as the most important. So the fact that we don't have a dedicated group of people right now organizing and facilitating our needs isn't necessarily going to be everybody's major concern at this point in time, especially with the pandemic going on. Absolutely. And uh, not only will boxing face that uh, in terms of uh, a coherent organization, functional organizational body, but apparently uh, netball has the same problem as does cricket. Oh. Uh, but most importantly, I found out that uh, in consideration for the Paris 2024 games, uh, currently in the bidding is uh, breakdancing. <laughs> no, I, I can't make that up. I'm sorry. That's that's all the news is fit to print. I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> oh, 
Well, well I, I won't lie. There's definitely athleticism involved in break dancing. And if you or I tried it, the only thing you'd see is break or arms and ankles yes. at this point in time. I personally am related to someone who uh, spent months in chiropractic uh, afterwards because he attempted to do a head spin on grass as a, <laughs> as a young man, as opposed to, you know, cardboard. Got the spin part down, you know, his body went around, just his head didn't move nearly as much as he had hoped it was going to. So, I mean, there is an element of danger. There's definitely skill involved. There's definitely athleticism involved. Um, what I just don't understand necessarily is how something like that is scored. I think you'd find you'd, you'd have to find yourself almost in the kind type of scoring situation that you find in things like half pipe and things like that and snowboarding, where... <laughs> Where, you know, your difficulty of, of the trick that you've executed, you know, how well you pulled it off. Uh, but we're going to learn a whole lot of new terms, as, is my guess as well, because each one of these, you know, tricks, uh, moves, I have no idea how it's going to all be classified. will all have its own ridiculous name, I have no doubt, much like snowboarding or what we're going to see what, in skateboarding. That's what I'm saying. I think, therefore, these organizing bodies have to set Not that parameters. it's a bad thing. No, of course not. To support, after all, I think it'll um, be entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be brilliant. But, but that's what I'm saying. So these organizing bodies and boxing's just a brilliant example of a clusterfuck. But at the end of the day, netball, cricket, and breakdancing are all having to establish these parameters to fit the guidelines uh, that the people who organize the Olympics want to see in place before they'll even consider it a sport. Uh, yeah, and, and worthy of putting in front of a billion eyeballs. So, um, sorry, I sidetracked you there. Apologies, no, it's but, okay. Uh, Those sound way more interesting than some of the failed uh, Olympic sports that we've had in past, like uh, figure skiing and speed skiing, actually. A lot, a lot of bad skiing events at Winter Olympics, apparently. So, I mean, they sound more interesting than, than again, figure skiing was a weird one. Actually, you just reminded me, is baseball still olympic sport i know i think it was introduced in atlanta and then got excellent it was cut softball has been there consistently oh. i don't know that uh that actual baseball has is uh is currently on the roster i could file five that's easy enough to find out just find where i put my phone there's definitely <laughs> uh the, the olympic app is definitely up there and you can see uh post results from all past all past olympic games as well as some news and things of upcoming olympic games so well, I'm not sure. It doesn't have anything to do with boxing, so we'll leave it aside. Fair uh, enough. And uh, we'll see you on the panel this evening. We have a special guest showing up, uh, Montel Griffin, uh, who's out of Chicago, uh, an excellent boxer who's now involved in the community. So uh, we'll have a good discussion with him tonight. And uh, But in the meantime, we have other uh, shows coming up, uh, including uh, Scarlett Delgado and Mike Orr and Neil DeTeal. Uh, before the panel, and then we close out our Fridays with the scoop featuring the champ Bola Ray. So we got a full slate of activity lined up today, and uh, this was all started with you on, and your report on the Olympics. Thank you very much. My pleasure, and I guess we'll see you at 7 tonight. You will. Like, share, subscribe.